to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Deidre Shen, founder and CEO of Capshow, software that helps entrepreneurs turn their stories into content that converts. Now, we believe that every entrepreneur who has had to overcome their own internal struggles is remarkable. And it is this exact remarkability that needs to be shared so that they can positively impact the world. So stick around to the end of the show. We will reveal how you can be our next guest in 20 or 25 minutes. So let's go. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. I have an amazing guest that I'm so excited to be talking to today. His name is Tony Rouse. Welcome, Tony. Hi. Hey, guys. How are you? <laughs> um, I'm going to start you off a little bit easy. So can you tell us a little bit about your brand? Yes, no problem. Uh, number one, thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Tony Rouse. I run a brand called Tony Rouse International. Uh, we create custom candles and cologne. Uh, we make candles that guys like and that women love. Overall, we're a lifestyle leaning to hospitality brand, but right now we just have a good time as along the journey. Wow. And can I ask how, how long have you had this brand for? When did you get started? Oh, wow. So originally, it depends. You got to look at it two different ways. Officially, we did our first candle. You know, we created our first candle five years ago, but really deep dived and kind of like, this is how we're going to make it out. Uh, we actually, it's about a year, about a year and a half, like right before uh, the pandemic, actually. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm assuming timing, timing was good. You know, people at home shopping, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. They were. Yeah. It was just different. I mean, it was, of course it was different because you're, it's one of those things where you're doing something that you don't know if, if people are into it. But the thing is, I create stuff that I like. And I just figured, you know, that's been my my philosophy. I'm like, well, I buy it. And if I buy it, hopefully somebody else will. If they don't, you know, it is what it is. But I think in that manner, that's how you create something that you love. And I think you can easily kind of have what we call you know, that brand affinity. I love the brand because the brand is me. This is what I put my stamp on. I say this is good and I hope you enjoy it. Yeah, awesome. I love that. So tell us, how did you get, so take us right back to how you got started and you, you mentioned that you made your first candle five years ago. Yeah. Take, you know, take us back to that time and, and that journey. So crazy story. Um, I had the grand idea that I wanted to build a hotel, but I did not have any hotel money. And so from that, honestly, I'm a person, I'm, I'm a man of faith. So I have to keep it, you know, 100. I prayed about it. And uh, like the, the answer I got was candle. And I'm like, this is crazy. Like, what does that even make sense? You know how people talk about, you know, you like, and I, I actually just recently rewatched The Secret again. Um, but you know, you talk about like the, that voice, you, you hear something. I'm like, oh, I hear, I mean, I heard the word candle. I'm like, what? Wow. Like, I'm not a candle guy. This doesn't make sense. Like, how does this, you know, like this even like fathom from that? But yeah. I didn't have any other options. <laughs> and so I was like, well, if I did one, I would have to do it like this. Because I'm not really into like, you know, daffodils and rose petals and stuff like that. That's just not me. Um, I was like, well, I would do like a, a, I would make what the hotel would smell like. And so that's literally what we started with. So I created a, a, a fragrance called Scent. It was like Scent, S-E-S-C-E-N-T by Tony Rouse. And uh, that's what we started with. And the way I started, because I had no money, I started with an email. I emailed my friends and said, hey, this is what I want to do. If you're interested, would you get one? And that's literally where it goes. Um, and so it's funny. Our one, That one email, I think I sent it to like 11 people. We were charged. The candle was $55. And, uh, and my background is in marketing and branding. So, you know, I, I, I make stuff and I, I'm, I, have, I do things a certain way. 
I'm just, I'm just like that. Like I, it just, I can't help that. So anyway, I sent this email to 11 people, two people responded back. So that gave me like $110. And so I took, uh, took what 10%, you know, I, I gave it away, you know, gave it from a tie charity type deal. Um, and then I took that gave me enough money at the time. I had a graphic designer that charged me 75 bucks. So he charged me 75 bucks to get a picture. And then I, so I had that and I had like 20 bucks left over or something. And so Anyway, from that point, when I, once I had the picture created, then I put it on Facebook. And so we just kind of we flipped it and flipped it and flipped it and flipped it, you know, being able to grow it from literally nothing. Mm, and that's so fascinating because I really, you know, I do hear those stories of like, you know, um, when people do pray and, they, and, the, and an answer comes. Can you just take us specifically to that moment? Because I'm so fascinated about, about that and how that actually came to like, like you just you were praying one day and you just heard a voice and it just said like, how, like, how does that, yeah. How did that happen? And, and what was your, what was the feeling almost that you had going through that? Um, so I'm, you know, I talk to God all the time. So we have a, a real conversation and relationship, you know, that's just kind of our, that that's honestly, that's my best friend. And so because of that, you know, I, we, I talk to him, like I would really be talking to you and some things when I hear it, I'm like, nah, wait, how are we going to do that? And then I start asking questions. And so, you know, I, I literally, I talk out loud. I mean, we have, it's almost like we have a conference table and it's four people sitting there, myself included. And it's like, all right, yeah, fellas, what are we going to do? And, you know, it's like, you know, getting the insight, getting wisdom, getting understanding. Cause I mean, you know, to be honest with you, I, I don't know. I mean, you, you think about it, you have this, in my mind, the only thing I'm seeing is $50 million. Like, how do we get to $50 million? Not saying that, you know, that that's the number that for some reason, that was the number that I had. This hotel was going to cost. I'm like, either do we do it in Atlanta, Miami, I, you know, whatever the details are. But I'm like, $50 million. How do we get there? Um, but yeah, that, that, that conversation, it's, I'm one of those people, when I hear it, it's like, because you, it's like, when, it's like a, when you, when your mom calls your name or your parents or whatever, you know, it. it's like you could have 50 people in that in that place. But when that one person calls your name, you know it because you didn't spend time with it and you've been developed in it. And so like when I heard the word candle, immediately it's like, huh? Like, how does this even work? You know, like then that kind of shoots off to every other thing. But then it's like, you know, nothing that you ever do or nothing that you ever go through is ever wasted. And I think that's so important because everything that you've done in the process of life will lead you up to a moment that really you're prepared for not even knowing it. Case in point, that was in uh, five years ago, it was 2016. Mind you, four years before that, I had actually did a branding project for Neiman Marcus working for a company, Lolita Lempica, which is a French parfum house, where they brought me in to actually increase brand awareness and basically get them sales. And it was for fragrance. And so because of that, I'm in Neiman's. And so to kind of prepare for their stuff, I studied Tom Ford, Clive Christian, and Creed. Tom Ford outmarkets everybody. They just have a way of presentation and his, his, his eye, what he does and kind of his eye is just fantastic. Um, Clive Christian has the most expensive perfume. They typically will run something that goes for about $1,000 a bottle. And then you have Creed, which is a fragrance house. It's like five, I think it's five years or five generations of people that have like fostered this brand, like since the 1700s or something like that. And you study the greats. And so, like I said, I didn't know what I was just doing for somebody else was actually preparing me to launch my eponymous line later. Um, so, you know, to that moment of, you know, what does that, you know, what does that moment look like when you hear that voice or what does that moment look like when you you get, you know, direction? It's a, it's a one, I think it's a question of like, you got to put everything through a filter because sometimes you may hear stuff and it's like, well, what is the source of this? What does this really look like? Um, and I do, did, did my video pause on you? Did I pause? Yeah, all good, all good, you're back. Okay. 
I was, like, <laughs> I was like, you know, you know, what does that look like? And then what is that, you know, that source and like that, that kind of thing of, of, of knowing, you know, okay, if this is this, then how do we sketch and scale the rest of this thing out? And, you know, how do we make this into the best thing and the next thing? And we, you know, we go from this to that and to all of these things. And so um, that's what it is. It's literally being able to kind of filter through everything at the same time, but ask, I mean, and I just have questions and then I'm that person, I'm sure any entrepreneur is like this. I write a lot of stuff down because I'm like, I really don't know, but I better be prepared because you don't know what's coming. And so therefore, um, prepare now of whatever the question could be. Okay, well, we got this thing and we get this launched, you know, how do we get this up? And then how do we get this running? And then even with the scaling before I even sent the email, I had to go find out, well, what is this thing really going to cost? You know, a lot of times, you know, we, we set a, we set a site and we set something so big, but it, it's like, and I love that phrase. It's like, how do you eat an elephant? It's one bite at a time. And you, you have to break it down. Like you just have to say, you know, here's step one. Yes, I know ideally I got to end up at step 7,624, but today is just step one. Let me be okay with step one and give myself grace to know that it's okay to just be at step one. Yes, 100%. I love that. And so at that point when, you know, you, you were called to do this, was yeah. there something inside of you that was still holding you back in some like were you like you know did you have to battle any internal struggles to actually get this thing going and and then not only going like started but actually growing growing it yeah I think the biggest internal struggle that everybody faces when they're starting off is money you know you think about it you got a great idea but you ain't got no funding you know like that is always a big deal so now some people have funding they can make something and it's still just trash but I think it's interesting when you have to look at how are we going to get this thing off the ground? You know, a lot of stuff I, I kind of, I liken it to um, an airplane taking off. You know, you once you get up in the air, okay, we can glide a little bit, but if you don't have enough momentum and speed building up off that runway, you're not going to be able to go anywhere. Um, so I, I think that's one thing. And then the other thing you think about, you know, for me, can we really launch a high-end brand like this? Like, you know, because I'm from the very beginning, even with a candle, I started studying the grapes. I started looking at, you know, Diptyque. I started looking at Joe Malone. I'm like, I had to look at who runs, like who runs it. And for me, that was important because I'm like, I don't look to be average in anything I ever go to do. Like for me, average is like being the, you know, you're the best of the worst and the worst of the best. And it's like, you know, what, what, who wants to do that? And so, um, you know, it really became a, a, a mental aspect too of even saying, is this even possible? Like, you know, from my background, I mean, I grew up, you know, middle class or whatever, but there's not a lot of black owned or, you know, African-American luxury brand, like really high end luxury brands. There are some, but there's not a lot. And so you're thinking, and then, and then we're talking about candles, and then we're talking about, you know, candles for guys. It's like, wait a minute, you got all of these other levels of, what are you really doing? How does it even make sense? I remember my dad looked at me like, well, what are you thinking? I was just like, I don't really know. I just, this is where I'm going to go with it. Because it's not like I had a, um, I didn't have an audience for this built out. I mean, I didn't, you know, I didn't have it, you know, you end up, you know, you can kind of subset, but I didn't have anything like to start with. I literally had nothing from this aspect and what was so funny nobody was doing this at the time now you have a lot of uh, a lot of brands have actually come out um with uh you know with um you know masculine scented candles because i think at the time like 
Bath and Body Works didn't have anything. Like, you know, even the, the big mass markets, like no one had things that catered to guys. And I remember somebody had said, you know, what guys buy candles? And I'm like, I don't know, but I'm gonna find them. And then, you know, it's it's kind of become a thing to where they exist and they a lot of them exist because uh, it, it, it's, it's interesting. Um, and it goes back to this question of like, you know, what's the fear that, or not necessarily fear, but what's the thing that you have that you think will challenge you in a process? And the, the real thing is like knowing what you don't know and knowing like, will I even have enough? Will I be enough? And then kind of like always going through in your mindset, you know, that we talk about imposter syndrome, but can I really do this? Um, and I'll tell anybody that's listening, the answer is yes, but you also have to remember you know, we talk about remembering your why. You have to remember your why from the very beginning because in, in anything that you go to do, it's like you got to go back to what you're doing and why you're doing it because it's like, it's it's not just making a candle because I mean, don't get me wrong, a candle, that's the byproduct to us getting to where we're trying to go. That's just the vessel that we're using right now. And, you know, I'm big on making sure it's fantastic and I believe we got the best another one in the world. Why? Because I designed it from my heart. I designed it from my imagination. So, um but I think that the biggest thing you can always run into is, being, is second guessing yourself from what you do. You have to know that you win from the very beginning, no matter what it looks like, no matter how hard it may seem. You have to get up. You have to go. You have to make it happen. Mm, and how do you how do you kind of keep doing that and how you battle through that when you do have external, internal factors that you, yourself telling you, what are you even thinking? Like, who are you to do this? You know, all of that. Like, what do you how do you help yourself through those moments? Well, in one way, I think about what's the alternative. I can. Eat, it's almost like you know. You, it's. I love this story where it talks about you know. Um, there's a story about these like these lepers, and they were like, we can stay here and die, or we can go, and then hopefully somebody will like show us grace or something, right? And I, my my mom used to talk about that a lot, and I I just remember that it's like you know if you stay here, you ain't gonna get nothing done, but at least if you go out, you'll try, you'll be, you'll get, you you've moved in some manner. And I think so many times we miss the part of the as they went, meaning that you have to be in motion to do things. No matter how hard it may get, it's like, get up. Like, I'll tell you, I took a 10 year break from um, just entrepreneurship. I think I got kicked in the mouth and I just didn't I didn't know how to recover. And, you know, what I even learned was in is the fortitude that's necessary this ain't an easy road, like by any stretch of the imagination. You got to think when you're trying to do something different, it is not the easiest thing to, like, to master. And so I, my, 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 my thing that tells me to keep going is like, what is the alternative? Do I want to look at the end of my day or the end of my life and say, you know what? I could have did this, but I didn't. And it's like, why would you make an excuse on your deathbed of what you didn't do? And I think it's so many ways to get stuff done because you know, you think about it, what's really necessary and needed. Um, you know, I talk about, you know, revenue and resources. Those are the two things you, you really just need to have. You get revenue and resources, meaning that if you got revenue, if you got a lot of revenue, you may not need a lot of resources because you have money to make things happen. If you have a lot of resources, you may not need a lot of revenue because the resources can actually put things into play. But real successful people, if you got both, where you got the people that can help you out, but then also the money to kind of help fund some things along, you can really become and make some things happen. And the cool thing is that everything has a level. I think so many times we look at what this person over here is doing at this level, but they got a $75 million budget. You got $3 in a dream. So what do you do? You take those $2 out of the $3, reinvest it into something to make something and then push it to the next level of where you are right now. So many times we get so stuck on how far along somebody else is and we forget about where we are and in our path. And again, we go back to that, the next step. Mm. Like they're on step, again, 74,000, you on step six. Be okay with that. 
because that is just a process. And yeah. you're paused. Oh, okay, I'm not saying you, you were paused. I didn't know if that was me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, and this is the thing, like when you can bring these, um, these thoughts, these perspectives to life, you know, because our listeners do believe in the power of storytelling to create human connection, um, to really grow business. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've just told us, you know, a truly remarkable story about how you got started and some of the things that you had to battle through to get this thing going. And now you've got a multiple, you know, six-figure business. And so do you share any of this with your audience? Like, do you share your own stories with your audience? Yeah, it's coming. They get it in bits and pieces. Um, Because, you know, one of the things before we even got to doing this, we had like what three books that came out that I actually wrote. Um, But we haven't told the full story yet, but that's coming. Because again, I'm that person. (sighs) It's easier to talk about what you did after you've done it and people see the results. Because it's almost like having, like, and I use an example, and this is however people take it, but like, if you haven't, and if you're trying to get in like top physical shape and you have an overweight trainer, it's like, what are the results I'm really expecting? It's like, you know, well, what did it, it's almost like, did it work for you? And my, my, my questioning in that is like, well, if it didn't work for you, why am I following what you did if it didn't work? And so when we talk about, you know, your question about how does it relate to my people? Do I, you know, my, my audience or whatever, do I share it? And it's on the way because we're just now we're just tiptoed into this area and arena. Um, and so it's like the five years that's been there, you know, like that was a lot of just what are we really doing? Because it's not like we've been grinding for five years. Like, I let me let me be clear about that. We've been really getting it for a year, like a year and a half or so. Um, and so that's what's so interesting about it. I think, you know, you have to have the totality of the story. Um, it's one thing if I can just sit here and, you know, I can tell you this is what I'm doing in the process, but if I haven't gotten to this place or not even that place, but you know, if I haven't achieved, not necessarily achieved anything, but I think you have to go through something to be on the other side of it completely. Then it's easier to tell somebody else how to be, uh, be able to make it through, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. And, you know, honestly, like I used, I, I also used to have that, that mindset and now like I'm definitely on this journey of trying to, you know, because I want my audience to know that I'm on the journey with them as well um, because, you know, we're, we're always on our own journey, right? Like having right. things figured out, let's be honest, we never do. Like, no, right? no. we never have anything in this lifetime figured out. Yeah, so I think it is almost that constant like, yeah, how do you people along the journey? Um, and even, you know, because I've been very honest with my own audience around things that I I thought I had figured out, but actually I, I or like I've been on that journey. And actually, it's like, wow, that did not work out the way that I thought and you know that's where where the connection comes in right like when you can share because people people understand that either they understand that but they also always listen to these stories with their own perspective with their from their own situation and I think that's really the power of storytelling but um yeah but but thank you thank you for sharing yeah I, I love that um you know you have that perspective on it um and you know, and I hope that you, you you can like that. You will invite more of your audience into into the journey that you're on because you're on a, you're on a truly remarkable journey. Um, so I, yeah, thank you. Um, okay, so one of my last questions is going to be about we're going to pivot a little bit because you know we have entrepreneurs listening to this and they're going to be fascinated with you know you got you started you know over a year eighteen ish or so months ago. Um, mm-hmm. And yet you've been able to build or you're on that trajectory of building a really successful business. So what do you think um, in your marketing strategy, like what do you think 
is working and what where do you want to be investing for growth in the in the next year yeah so it's, it's interesting that you asked that question because my my go-to word for 2022 our business and everything going forward is the word fortify um and i mean that in every way possible we for our brand we need to be even more retail ready like with the advent of covid and everything else like that people are shopping different either of course you're buying more online but people love that experience and so when we look at what we're doing, it's beyond the, we sent a package. I, it's, the, it's the unboxing experience nature of it. What they're really buying is this moment um, of shared, of shared experience, of shared value, of shared time, of shared, you know, joy. Really, it's like shared joy. Um, so that's what we're focusing on, but we're fortifying everything. Yeah, I mean, I'm making sure that we're, like, the websites are tight, like, the um, all the packaging is tight, the shipping is tight, and we even... We know we're having to deal with delays and other things like that, but if we can get so streamlined to where we can make sure that people can have an expectation, um, that's the, probably the bigger thing I would think too with that fortification is really like, it, all of it is logistics. It's every touch point that people have is really a reflection of our brand. And I want them to be able to um, bank on it. Uh, the other thing I would say, of just even, you know, being prepared and being ready. It's like, you're never going to be as prepared as you should be, but you need to be prepared enough um, to where if you got it, you mentioned the word earlier, pivot. I love that word. That was my word for like 2021, pivot, pivot, pivot. Cause you, you don't know what's coming, but if I can have enough maneuverability in something, we can make it out. And I think the, the other thing, it goes back to, you know, earlier of like not of having an understanding of not willing to quit. Now, I didn't say that per se. I was kind of leading to that. But you have to know that what and you I love how you even said this, what you're called to do is like you have to realize you can't quit. You can't quit. There is somebody waiting on the other side of what you're going through and doing right now that needs you, that needs your voice to help them get there. And I think that's why it's so important. I think it kind of goes back to what you were just saying about, you know, what is the story that you leave to your audience? It's like, you know, you're bringing them on along a journey because people need, everybody needs encouragement, motivation, or something. I mean, you're going to need some kind of like resource for somebody to pour into you. Because so many times you have the people who are like, entrepreneurs. you think about it, we pour out a lot. But you have to have be able to have an ability to be refilled. You have to have people that are around you that are going to even just kind of, you know, help lift you back up and kind of pour into you and kind of give you the, um, the, the nurturing that you need to kind of keep going for other people. Um, and I think that's the one thing I would definitely say. I'll, I'll, and people are talking. That's another thing I would say, too. People are valuing. And I had this conversation with my buddy. Self-care. It's a big deal. It is a really, really big deal that that mental stress that you go through, the emotional stress you go through, you need to take a break, reset, relax and pull back and it be OK, because sometimes, you know, you think about it. It's just like what happens with people that deal with addiction. Being a workaholic is not a badge of honor because you think about it, you have stretched yourself out. You have overworked yourself. You are not there for your family. You are not there for yourself. It's like, but we got to do this. We got to do this. We got to do this. Why are you letting a business eat you alive? Because just like the thing of looking back at the end of my life, just like, I don't know, are we good? Okay. Just like a a business looking back at the end of my life, I don't want to say, you know, I should have, could have did this, you know, with going after something. I don't want to have the same effect be, I should have spent more time with my family. I should have did, you know, I should have actually taken that vacation. I should have had that moment with them. So um, I think it's, it's all about, you know, that balance that's necessary. It's the things that we have to really look at and just look into and just really kind of have a, 
Um, I, I guess the, the holistic approach of a well-lived life. Mm, I love that. Wow, thank you so much for sharing. So this has been, wow, Tony, you shared so much and it's been so super helpful for everyone listening to this. So if anyone is interested in seeing what you have to offer, where is the best place for them to go? We can go to www.meets, and that's M-E-E-T, Tony, T-O-N-Y, Rouse, R-O-U-S-E dot com. Uh, you can find our, our information there and kind of all the cool things that we have available and stuff. Amazing. All right. Well, you guys, you've heard it and we will be putting that link in the show notes as well of this episode. Uh, if you loved this episode, this interview with Tony Rouse, and please leave us a great review, subscribe to this podcast and share it with all your friends. And I would love to say thank you once again, Tony, for joining us. It's been an amazing, amazing discussion and we will see everyone on the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. Now, if you are a successful online entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, then please visit go.theremarkableentrepreneurpodcast.com slash podcast dash guest. If you got something out of this interview, would you please share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials and tag me. I'm at Deidre Shen. And if you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media as well and let them know about the show. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. Now, we are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, reviews go a long, long way to help promote the show. And it means a lot to me and my team. And if you want to know more, go to our website, djshen.com. Follow me on LinkedIn, on Facebook. My Facebook group is actually called The Remarkable Entrepreneur. Uh, Follow me on Instagram at Deidre Shen. Thanks so much for listening and we will see you.